Your boy Mgrads is back. I got my uh, childhood homie with me, coach of USC basketball, Mr. Jason Hart. What's up, y'all? Uh, Jay Hart, been a, played in the NBA for 10, 11 years, went to Syracuse. Jason Hart's one of the guys who I look up to because very he's very knowledgeable of the game, for one, obviously, because he's been at all levels of it. And two, like, growing up, Jay Hart was one of the guys who was overlooked by everybody. Even on the team he was on, man, his team was full of killers, full of killers. And and everybody's ranked higher. Everybody had the shoes coming. Everybody had, you know, the dudes hanging on and everything. JR was just, you know, just staying in his lane, doing his job, working. And low key, out of all the dudes on his AAU team, which was one of the best AAU teams ever. What I think he was one of the, one or two pros, but I know he's the, I I from what I remember he was the, the only the only one the only NBA guy from that team full of NBA players. You see what I'm saying? Right. So he's very he's always been into, he was my quarterback too when we were seventh grade. Uh, Inglewood Redskins. He was my QB, and uh, Baron Davis played on the field. He was younger than us, so he played in the the, the team below us. So it's crazy. We go back a long way, and um. When I did that Nipsey podcast yesterday, he reached out to me and I was just like, man, I want you to be my first guest. And so now we're here talking and uh, tell me about what like Nipsey meant to what, how you see it because you have OG a vet and from L.A. How, what did he mean to you and to see it happen? Like, what, how did it hit you? Well, you know, knowing him personally, he meant like inspiration to the neighborhood, you know, where so many lives have been lost. He was the bright light of the community, uh, of that neighborhood gang and everybody uh rallied behind them and supported them. So him passing away, him dying, um, it was a huge loss. And uh, being older than him, he was uh, a natural-born leader. So, like, in his music, he always talked about it. He had, he had OGs uh, listen to every, every one of his words. And, and he set a, set a stage for us to follow after his life. And he was younger than everybody. That's, that's what made him right. unique and different. Right. Um, I mean, just, like, the city, though, man. Like, what – I went down there. I mean, I, I mean, my grandma used to stand around the corner, but I went down there. It's just like, it's, it's, it's a whole different vibe. Like, why do you think stuff like that be happening? What, what, I mean, what's going, what do you think? Blind to a broken man's dreams. That's a Tupac verse. Uh, anytime we as society become blind to broken men's dreams, they can kill you because the, the, the envy and the hate is, is uh, you, you're blinded to it because you have so much success. Now, I don't think he was blinded to it. Right. But he wasn't dealing with that individual probably on a daily basis. He knew the, the, the you know, in the gang culture, you know the, the, the do's and the don'ts. But, hey, it, it's part of the L.A. lifestyle and it's part of uh, uh, the way this life w- was handed to us. It, it, sometimes it is what it is. And it's very, very unfortunate. Right. I mean, growing up, I mean, when we grew up, you know, gang, gang, gang violence and all that stuff was prevalent. Yes. Like, and especially where you it's from. It's still prevalent. Like, you, we just move on and we do other things in our life, but it's still prevalent. I mean, if you if you think about it, in the area where I grew up at, crime is up. We ain't had like 11 to 15 homicides within the last six weeks. But we talking about basketball, we talking about LeBron, we talking about everything else, but but the real. And that's, that's sometimes we get blinded by somebody else's success, a la LeBron, a la this player, a la that. When the real things is going on in the city, don't get discussed. And that's what Nipsey was showing. And that's what he was bringing to light. That's why he uh, he turned into a martyr, and he's a, he's a, a legend right now. When he's been here the whole time, people just really starting to see now that he's dead. He's been that. 
Right. He's, he's been that's, there. What I, that's what I said yesterday. I was like, if, if Nipsey never get, got killed that day, it would have just been him helping a homie who got out of jail. True. Out and that's and that's the everyday life for Nipsey. He's True. helping people out and and like everybody's finding out about it. It's just what was sad is people like man, what he was over there for? Because I'm from the same neighborhood. I'm going back. If I can't go back to where I was born at, then what, what what's my existence? Then I mean, I'm being selfish. I can never help another kid, another child, another individual. You to me, you become a sucker for life if you can't go back to where you're from. So I don't know any business owner. All my properties is in South Central where I'm not going back on the daily to check on my properties right now today. So I don't understand what people say he shouldn't have been over there. Who, who don't go check on their businesses? And that's what people don't understand. Because that's the whole thing about when you guys make it, you know, and you, you do get stuff to do that. But it's like, why are you going back? And then it's like, if you if you don't go back, oh, he don't ever come back. So it's kind of like you guys are in a well, situation. Well, you, you, you got to come back just to, just, just to see what's going on in the neighborhood because that's obviously who made you those surroundings those burger stands those liquor stores those people those neighbors so you got to come back i think if you don't come back and just say hi to people you don't want to become uh, out of touch and when you do hit your downfall whether it's basketball rapping football baseball you're going to come back to those who love you you're going to go right back to that area because right. we embrace Black people, we come back. When that's one thing we do embrace. When 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 Michael Jackson got caught up, he came back to the to, to his community. When when OJ got off, he went to a black church. We embrace, and, and that's a good sign to have as a people. We we do forgive, just don't forget us. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So I mean, it's just like you hear. I mean, growing up in the neighborhood you grew up in, like what what was it for you? Like I mean, I I, I didn't I didn't see it like you saw it. But, I mean, I saw it. But I'm saying, like, what was it like for you? Well, for us, it was like, you know, obviously my brothers are from 60s and my whole family is from the neighborhood. And I lost a lot of friends. And obviously I lost my best friend when I was 15. So growing up, you, you always you always uh, uh, roam through the neighborhood. You didn't think anything of it because you lived there. But you all, you kept butterflies in your stomach because something could always possibly happen. And that taught you at a young age, you got to be fearless. You can't be a scary. You can't be a punk. But you also got to be able to, you know, stop and defend yourself at any moment. So I had a wonderful childhood. I, I love my neighborhood and I'm product of a 74th Street and a horseman. I'm, I'm horseman Crenshaw kid. That's what I am. And I'm, pr- I'm very proud of it. Man, that's I mean, that's that's great. And to see you like what you do and all you do for the community. Like what are some of the stuff you're talking about, like that you got going on in the community, like you said, like. Well, when I first stopped playing, I mean, this was me and you hooked back up. When I retired, I, I you know, I started my nonprofit, uh, yep. Heart to Heart, and uh, that was for, you oh, know, man. developing uh, uh, after school programs for inner city. This was back in uh, 2009, and um, it, it was trying to just to curb kids from hanging after school. We get in trouble after school because our parents are at work; they don't get off until five or six. And so from three to six, that's the that's the time where kids is active getting in trouble. Right. <laughs> and so the, the the whole thing was right. just to get to those hours to just to give them something else to do, let them hang and play caroms like we grew up doing or playing stuff at the school after school. And, you know, that was the whole purpose of that. And then we just used that the platform uh, for basketball. And that's what led into me get, jumping into AAU. Oh, man. AAU. <clears throat> Let's talk about that a little bit. Okay. Um, so I, I said something about jelly fam and they got kind of upset right i mean i don't really care but right. uh i was just saying like i was just trying to tell them my thing was more so it wasn't our culture we're talking about basketball culture now our right. culture in basketball is kind of misconstrued because you got a lot of people in it that don't that don't understand the purity of the game and don't know what's going on and they don't understand that like a lot of these people 
who are scouts or whatever don't pay attention as well as they should. Do you understand? Like, because the average fan is going to watch highlights because our attention spans are like this now. Do you know what I'm saying? So, like, I have nothing against Jelly Fam. My only thing is, like, they should have gotten paid for that. They should have capitalized on it because right now those kids could be millionaires and not even worried about basketball. But you do that, you got a NCAA and all that other BS. But my thing is, like, when you see stuff like that, and, and like, I used to work in the mixtape. I used to work at, you know, for a mixtape company. And, um, but... And I, I was part of it. But see, with my videos was I was trying to show the whole, you know, the younger brothers. And when I would do highlights, I would try and show stuff like, you know, the whole thing, like him getting the rebound and pushing it up and stuff like that to show stuff he can do. You know, like nowadays, it's like all about the crossover as a college coach now, especially from obviously, how do you see a change in affecting the game that you're that you're trying to scout kids? You know, you, you don't need you obviously don't need somebody to tell you what what's going on. You know what I'm saying? Or who's good? Because you sit down and see for yourself. So what what is that that you see like you know the movements and the jelly fam and the and all that other stuff? What do you see as a college coach? What do you what do you see? I just think that the highlight reel, the highlight tapes now to me, and mm-hmm. this is my opinion and solely my opinion. I just think it's kind of like um, becoming more to the game, and the players are more playing for the actual highlight, the actual crossover, just to get that. Uh, 15, 20 second footage to put on social media and right. retweet it or re-Instagram or whatever right. they're going to do. Right. Now, to me, I see the whole thing. I see it from high school where parents are starving to get that for their son or daughter to get on social media to when they do get to college and the success don't go right. You know, not necessarily it's been at USC, but it becomes the college's fault. You know what I mean? Because our job's on the line as assistant coaches and head coaches, and we have no time for no highlights. We're we looking for the taking the charge, the help side defense, <laughs> the boxing out. Right. They don't put that in the highlight. Nah. So so when you come to college to us, you, the kids be off that. Exactly. So you spend the first six, seven months trying to get kids out of the highlight reel to – I'm not going back eating Thai ramen because your ass want to run around and do some crossovers. <laughs> That's just me. That's how I'm coming. No, well, you real though, right? And, and 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 so I just think that part of the game, we 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 glorifying some stuff that don't even help you win championships or 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 NCAA tournaments or or NIT tournaments. It just don't help you. So it's just tough for us um, as coaches navigating through it. And the highlight game and the mixtape game to me is ruined. That's how I feel. And and until I see a change, I'm gonna always be. Um, I advocate against it. Right. Like, you're going to go sit there and watch yourself. Because me and you have talked, and we be talking, and sometimes when you go watch the games, you're like, I don't see what everybody's talking about. And it's like, I'd be, I be with you because it's like, you played the game at a very high level, at the highest level. So when you say that's not going to translate, I'm not going to be like, man, how do you know? You don't know what you're talking about. But see, that's a lot of people do. Well, and then, like, everybody always say times have changed. Well, we, we, Shaq didn't need no highlights to be the number one pick when he played. Man. It was word of mouth. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, basketball is still basketball. You right. take a round ball, you put it in the rim. Right. So, regardless if you can spin a highlight or mixtape, the real going to always seep through. And, you know, we, we just got took the game and ran with it and just started adding stuff to it. That part wasn't about basketball when we first started playing when the game was originated. Right. Showing highlights. So right, right, right. I just think we just need to get back to, to regular basketball. And, you know, everybody uh, has an opinion, which is fine. But when you have those opinions uh, of you want to make a player something he's not, it affects him at our level, exactly. at the college level, because NBA becomes not even in the future. That's like space. <laughs> you know what exactly. I mean? So, so a lot of these dudes with these highlights, that, that become their NBA. Right. And college coaches, we become the fault. 
Right, right. Okay, so when you see that, and then you see these kids that get to, to college, and they're like 19, damn near 20, yeah. they're in the bar drinking with you coming in as freshmen, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, and then you see that their skill set is not where it is because they was on the movement, like, but you heard all this hype about them, so when you get them and you see, you like, man, like. Well, you know what? I don't I don't get mad because at our level, that's our job to teach. Exactly. You know what I mean? That's our job okay. to teach. So you come in deficient at, at certain things in your game. That's our job to teach and get you better at. So I don't get mad at that. I don't even get mad at the hold back and all that no more because, you know, it's hard. We just went back to Nipsey and, and his greatness. It's hard right. to, to make it out of the hood. So if you got to stay back and do whatever you got to do to get to college, I changed my stance on that. Do what we got to do because other nationalities have been doing that for a long time. So right. whatever it's going to do to get us an education, right, right. if you coming in as a freshman at 21, I don't care. Right. You're trying to do the right thing. Exactly. So let's kill all that. That's over with. Second, okay. um, second is just that we have to do a better job in fundamentally teaching our kids the game. It's so many damn games. The AAU playing three games in a day and the coach trying to win to keep his Nike deal. He, he going to just do what he got to do to win the game. Exactly. So the teaching part. It, it, it leaves exactly so exactly. it's every bit of our responsibility in, in the AAU world in the high school world to teach our kids the fundamentals right exactly so yeah. speaking about AAU why do you think that it's all like you hear NBA guys Kobe Steve Kerr they're always blaming AAU yeah. you coached AAU correct I was I was right there with you you well, know what I'm saying so tell me what what do you think about AAU getting the well the AAU get the bad rap because it's because <clears throat> again it's 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 looked at as a game where nobody's really trying to win. Everybody's trying to get their numbers and play. Right. And, and true, that's that's how some of the kids play. And exactly. unfortunately, we got to recruit from that type of atmosphere. Right. But it's also some kids in there, Russell Westbrook, DeAnthony Meltons, some sleeper kids that we don't know about that's gonna, that, that, that gets seen and, and developed, a la Steph Curry going to Davidson. You still need AAU to see where good players is at. So they, they were – Kobe, I, I see where he was coming from. But for the kids that's not going to make the NBA, it's still a way for them to get free – um, education to better their lives when they done playing basketball. Right, but the, the I know, but see, the thing I'm trying to say is like everything that's bad with basketball, they say is always blamed on AAU. Yeah, they never blame it on college. You know, they always blame it on AAU. To me, I think that it's because where AAU is basically like where you know black people have a lot of the power. You know, they mm-hmm. control the teams. You know, the presidents of AAU teams are, are black. Most of them from the neighborhood. You know, and so it's just like I think to me that sounds like they're just that's just easy to to copy off so? AAU. Uh, I mean, in my, that's how it sounds like to me. I'm not. Well, that's good. I, I this like I said, I respect your opinion. I just think that uh, AAU get the blame because they come right from AAU to college, then right to the NBA. So it's, it's, it's rules and lessons that they haven't been taught. And now you take a kid who's re, who's 11, 12 months removed from AAU into an NBA locker room. Right, right. And so he comes right, to that right. first training camp of practice, and he's like, what the hell is he doing? Right, right, So, right, of course, right. he get AAU. You know what I mean? Right, right. But, again, that's part of the game that we just got to keep on teaching. Fundamentals, jump stop, being able to catch with two hands, making post passes, high, low, just certain fundamental things that we sometimes lack. Right. Yeah. Well, um... See, that's funny. Well, I mean, I just, like, the AAU stuff is just funny to me because what do you think about the one being a college coach? Now you're seeing it. Yeah. You've been on every spectrum. Right. You know, like every level. Mm-hmm. So what do you think about the one and done rule, quote unquote? Like, You know what, man? I wish they could just go out of high school if they're good enough. And then the ones that do got to come to college. And if they end up being good enough in one year, go. We all in this to take care of our families. Exactly. From, from administrators to athletic directors to coaches right. to, to everybody. everybody. So it's, it's, we need to stop, like, hating on when somebody wants to better their life for their own family. It, it just becomes hate. 
So I, I wouldn't care if they did one and done in high school. If you're good enough to play in the pros at any level, go. Exactly. It shouldn't be no one and done. It shouldn't just be nothing. If he's good enough and, then, and somebody want to hire you, he should be employed by that person who wants to hire him. Period. Period. So we just be done with the one and done. That's just If they're good enough to go to pro as an 11th grader, let them go. You think so? That's my opinion. Man, I mean, which, what you which, go, which you go? Okay, I'm not trying to be devil's yeah. advocate, but I'm saying like, okay, think about it. We had another discussion. We are gonna say we had another discussion about a freshman who was ranked number one in the country. Yeah, coming into our, their freshman year. Yeah, and as senior year, he didn't get um, senior year of college senior or high school. High school. Okay, he wasn't even in the rankings. Okay, so what I'm saying is like, okay, you say if they're good enough in eleventh grade. Now there's. I get you, LeBron. There's a very, very, yeah. very few mm-hmm. in the eleventh grade. Okay, mm-hmm. I get you. Mm-hmm. But now, now, if you come out of eleventh grade, it got to be stipulation that you got to get your high school diploma. But what's what's the difference in coming out in the twelfth grade and eleventh grade? You, you're still not going to college, so you got your GED, or, wow. or you got your you graduate from high school, but you could get your GED. I just feel that if you that special, you shouldn't have to wait. Age shouldn't be a limit to stop you from your greatness. Uh, and then, and then, back, and then, well, back from the, when kids are freshmen. And they, they're, they're highly ranked as freshmen. And then when they get to senior year, they're not as good. I mean, that's just God. Everything is already done. So we just live in a life that 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 we got to live anyway. But, like, we give one kid the, the, the nod early and, and give another kid the nod later because it's done already. Everybody's life is already done. We know it is. If you believe in God, right, it's right. already done. Right. So right. we don't have to critique. We don't have to put down, let down. We're just supposed to encourage and smile through it all because it, everything has already happened. We just living it. Right, right, right. No, I feel you. <laughs> That's how I feel, man. I, but I mean, like, I get that. But I'm just saying, like, I mean, people make strides from 11th grade summer. Yeah, you gonna do that? Yeah, now, like, not, to, yeah to 12th grade. Yeah, you, know, you gonna like, get better. Right. But my point is, we put so much pressure, uh-huh. and if a child don't do good, we we don't write about them. If a, if a parent, if a, if a parent don't think their kid played as well, they. They they ostracize him. They they, man, they, they create just, a bond and man, a wedge. Right. When at the end of the day, in twenty years, he may not even be playing basketball. So we risk all our emotions right now today on a game of basketball that we love, mm-hmm. and it hurts it hurts kids. And we and when we come to our level, they become depressed. They be feeling like they failures. It's just the the whole game of basketball has turned into. Um, if I'm not good, then nobody loves me. Man, who, who gives bro, a damn? That's what I'm saying. Because like you got to understand, like you know what I'm talking about. I got kids who. Like I dealt with when they were like in high school, yeah. and they didn't make it, and then they see me like, "Oh, you switched up." I'm like, "Fam, I never changed." Like, if yeah. you make it or don't make it, I'm still going. I no messaged you in high school. We still gonna be friends. Like, that's what a lot of kids think. And you're right. I'm so glad you said that because even with me, like, I deal with a lot. You know how many kids I deal. Yeah. With? I deal with a lot of kids, <clears throat> and some of the ones who don't make it, they get mad. It's like, fam, I want you to make it in life. Like, if you don't make it, the goal of the whole goal of this is to make money. Right and hold on, Mark. It's to, it's to use the game of basketball to better your life exactly. through education. There you go. Through education first, then after say. that, right? If you go to the pros, then that's icing on your cake. Exactly. The goal is to use the game to make your your life better, not just NBA to get an education to take care of your your family, so you can think. Education allows you to think and make better decisions. Exactly because education. Speaking about that, we're just jumping all over the place, but like education, some guys went pro. And they're like, I don't need to get my degree. Yeah. Because I'm going to be making so much money. Well, if you're making $100 million and, and you get somebody with a great education to next you be, to become your business partner, then that can, that can last you. I'm not even talking time. about that. I'm talking about that. I was going somewhere with this. So the guys that get, make $100 million, right? right now, they're like, damn, if I have my degree, certain things would happen. So now I see what you're saying. Like, <clears throat> you always be want to come back and be a coach yeah. and you're not getting in the NBA. Right. 
you you got to get your degree. You just have to fulfill your life. Life is it's like a video game. You go from stage one in Mario Brothers to stage two <laughs> to three. So you know we we, we got to graduate from elementary. We got to graduate from 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 uh, middle school, right. high school, and college. That should just be the norm. Right, right, right. So right, and, right. and we using the game to to elevate our education. So that's that's just what it is. Now, if you're good enough to to bypass that part, then you got to do it. But uh, Colleges are are, uh, are financial institutions. They're going to always take your money from 20 years from now, Man, 30 years from now. Always. They, the door, they, they, they always got the cash register open for anybody who want to give them some money. <laughs> right? So if you really about right. that life and you want to uh, self-educate, you can always go back to college and learn for sure. And I think that's important, man. I think that's very important. And we need to promote that shit instead of always talking about a, a roundabout crossover. Who going to college? Thank you. Who's sitting in class raising their hand? That's what I'm on because I see it. I got gray hair now. I ain't played basketball and I'm done playing. So by me giving back to the game now is finding somebody who want to better their lives and their community lives. That's what I'm on. I'm off all the other gas because I see I see it all. I know. You and mean. if you don't stay humble, if you don't stay humble, just in regular walk around life, yo, come down. You you the ones be hiding and depressed, smoking weed, drinking, looking bad because you don't want to face up to all the people you. You big time when, when when you was on your come up. Thank you. Just stay humble. Thank you. It's, stay humble. Michael Jordan don't even play no more. So nah. we jocking everybody. He don't even play. Kobe don't even play no more. Exactly. So ne- the next thing we got to jock somebody else. Well, if you just stay humble in regular life, you ain't got to worry about impressing nobody. Who we impressing? Instagram. For who? For likes. Well, that's the game of basketball because it's very opinionated. But if you go in the streets right now in L.A., in, in the community where I'm from, and be opinionated on somebody in the street, you, that's going to be your last opinion. <laughs> you ain't lying. That's going to be your last opinion ever made. So when I, see, when I see the basketball world on Twitter giving opinions about players and, you know, having this and that strong, this and that, to me, I laugh because that's no threat. That's just a threat. But what it does is it affects kids who are weak-minded that don't have a strong base at home. In the street, you never see those people in the streets. No. I never see them. I never see them in the communities uh, uh, where it's get thick and it's funky. At I never see them. So, my I just sit back and laugh because it's somebody's opinion, but y'all affecting a, a, a bigger culture. Exactly. So we got we got to make sure we take our culture, or they're gonna be breaking in your house with pistols, tying you up. Man, that's real. No, it ain't real. That's a, that's that's a fact. Yeah. They will break in your house and tie you up if they don't make it, because we making them feel like they don't count. Exactly. So you better be careful. Exactly. <laughs> and then you see the guys who make it. You, I mean, the, some of the guys who play AAU, they 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 make it mm-hmm. and they come back, and it's like it's different. You know, when you get, when the kids are talking to it, like say a guy in the, your AAU team becomes a lawyer, right? <clears throat> and then he comes back to talk to the kids. They're just like their attention span is like they're not looking. You know, but if it's a basketball player or NBA player. You know, but they don't understand. You have a better chance of becoming that lawyer, no doubt. Who's driving the same car the NBA player is driving? No doubt. For a longer period of time, right? And living <laughs> in the same neighborhood for a longer period of time. Exactly. The money is infinite. Thank you. So that, but that's just for us to push that, and that that has nothing to do with the, the social media world. That's for us in our community to push it. And that's what stuff like what Nipsey was doing. That's why. no doubt, and that's why Nipsey is our local legend, man. It's been, this been day one. People just got on him the last three, four years. He's been I'm speaking this. This code of language for a long minute now, man. And you know I've been no, I with, know. yeah, yeah, for we, him we, for a minute. Yeah, we know I know that. That's so, a- so he 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 been saying it, man. Like that marathon, he been saying that. People just got on that. He been had that vision long, long, long time ago. And um that's why he is a legend. And he's been saying it since his first albums in like 06, 07, 08. 
That's crazy. Yeah. I, yeah, because I told you my <clears throat> when I said that the podcast, my stepboss was his lawyer, uh-huh. and he called my brother, and he was like, dude, I had no idea he was a rapper. Right. Because when I met him, he's like, he already had the shop. He was telling me he's going to buy the whole block. He's going to do this and do that. Yeah. And I'm, he's like, I believed him. Yeah. Like, I couldn't, you know? And he said that, and then he said what happened. He told me what happened. He said he got him off. It was no problem. But, like... He stayed in touch with him. He saw him a couple times after that just to check in, like, yo, hey, how you doing? Mm-hmm. And, like, he was just like, I-, I couldn't believe when I heard it, you know? Mm-hmm. But, I mean, <clears throat> channeling that about your community, let's talk about something else because it, it, there's been some talk about it on Twitter and stuff like that. Like, you know, like, out of the Power Five conferences, yeah, 65 schools, mm-hmm. there's only seven black coaches, I think, if a- that. A- Aaron McKee just got hired oh, in yeah. Temple 8. Eight, yeah. great. What well, is that a power that, nah, conference? I don't think that. I don't think that. Atlanta but he still count though. It so. still counts Eight, exactly to me. And it was his alma mater, right? Um, I mean, I don't want to comment like you to comment on other schools, but yeah, like, no, of course. Not. What do you see? What do you see as being a black coach? Okay, and like your resume, you went, you played, you played, you're an underdog. You played in college. You know, you went to the tournament. You played for Jimmy Beheim. You played in the NBA for ten years. You you went to you you. You coached AAU like Penny. You coached and, and then you went to college. Then, like your your ascent has been like low key, like very inspiring. Because like what what was it? Four years ago? Five years ago? We started, man. You started the AAU thing, and like uh, I retired in 2010. So that's when man you hooked up. Exactly. I got Taft in 2012. Exactly. So, that's right. so you coached Daniel the Taft. And Daniel and Isaac were babies. That's when. Yeah, we just that's got, what I'm saying. So yeah. it's like we. I've seen the, the whole same, yeah. the, your whole. <laughs> I've been there with you your whole rise, and it's just like right. to me, it's like damn, bro, Jay Hart. And it's like, but then you get, it's like the ceiling is assistant coach. Right. And it's like, you're just looking up. And it's right. like, my thing is like, dude, there's no way you shouldn't be a head coach. Well, And the reason why, like, people are like, why aren't you supporting them? Like, I think Damon Stoudemire should be no an doubt. NBA we, coach. Right, no question. You know what I'm saying? Like, no like I think, I, sorry, Damon, but like, I think that, sorry too, Jay Herbert, I think that Pepperdine, not Pepperdine, Pacific is like, it's be really tough. He's doing a great job, yeah. but like, I really think that somebody like him is a, NBA coach. I think no somebody like he was a college, a college head coach, NBA coach too. But I think because you're more for the community and the kids, like I think. Well, Damon he, is too, though. Yeah, and I'm, not saying, he's he not, he I'm not saying he's P-Town, not. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. I'm not saying he's not, but I just look at Damon Stoudemire. I'm sorry. Well, if, when it came down to head coaches and stuff, and, and I'm not going to get into like a race thing. Right, right, right. But if, if we just did resume to resume without a color, you gonna? I think I would get the job. He's, I mean, and just, do, what I just, just said. do resume to resume, and you don't know who the color is, you're going to pick. That the person with the, the most credentials. Now, for me, I don't sit back and, and, and become bitter because I'm not a college head coach. Because right. my dream came true when I went to the NBA, when everybody said else I couldn't. Exactly. So, so that my dream came true. Now, as long as I'm in a position to keep helping my kids, uh, the ones we recruit in our programs, to, to find their truths and, and, and their, their goals, I'm fulfilling you know, my, my deal on earth. I got my own son now, so I can get, get to spend more time with him as he go through this, uh, this uh, thing of life. But um, I definitely feel this. It's a lack of uh, coaches of color. Yeah. You know, Latino, black. Um, that's just how I feel, and, and I think um, we got to work obviously twice as hard. But I just think if you just took color away and just did resume to resume, you know, it'd be a lot of us that had jobs. So what do we do about it? Do we sit and cry and um, and, and complain about it? That ain't gonna do nothing, obviously, because they've been doing that for thirty years. We just gotta, <laughs> right. um, uh, when we get our opportunity, we gotta smash it. It's just the opportunities becoming a uh, uh, small and few. We don't get that many chances, and then we don't get as long as a, of a chance, right? As the other counterparts, right. it's just crazy. Like even at Menzies right. going to UNLV, it's like people are asking me, "Why aren't you saying this guy and that guy?" It's like you got to look at it. Like 
it's very rarely a school will hire back-to-back black coaches. So it's like, I would love to pursue it, but it's like, it's just going to be falling deaf ears. Right. That's why I, you know. And I, I just think that, you know, for, for, for us and how I'm going to get a head job, I, I, I need, I'm rooting for Damon Stoudemire. I'm rooting for Diedrich. I'm, I'm rooting for guys to do good. I don't want dudes to get fired so I can get hired. That's, right, right, that's right. the most exactly. cowardice, wackest shit Thank ever. You. Thank I want you. dudes of all colors to do good and move on, and, and if any coach, to move on so I can get a job. So, But when I see African-American coaches like myself um, at low majors, I'm rooting for them every game. I'm riding right. for them every game, just like I'm on their staff, because when they do good, it's for everybody. It's for the whole culture. Exactly. Yeah, and we we need to create a culture um, of, of young African-American coaches uh, so somebody can c- continue to educate us on how to navigate through this uh, this this coaching ranks. I mean, I mean, the, I, that's a, that's a great point because <clears throat> I just don't see it. Like Barron had said something the other day on, yeah, Twitter, he on Twitter. He was just like, "We can," and I said it too. It's like, yeah. "Well, we can we can only play the game." Mm-hmm. And when you look at it, to me, that's what it feels like. It's like, yeah. We can only play the game. We can't scout. Right. We can we can only be assistant coaches because you know we got to we got to go in the hood and get the black guys. Right. It's like uh, that's that, that's that's whack to me too, that, and I mean, that's why I don't care. I don't, I don't work like that. I neither. know you don't work like that, and I'm thankful that you know my coach Andy Enfield he allowed me to be a coach. And if you if you ever watch our games, I'm standing up barking out in, instructions and doing this. I'm not I'm not a recruiter. I'm right. a coach. Right, right, right. And I'm a coach right. by because I played it at all levels and I was coached by some great coaches. Yeah, you were. And, and I and I think I know the game and I study the game, so I'm not a recruiter, I'm a coach. That's why I, I, people, I don't even like to be called a recruiter. I'm a coach. Exactly. And I'm a life coach too. So exactly. I'm giving out life to, to kids and, and I'm giving I'm teaching them how to get over a pick and roll at the same time. So I think I'm one of the baddest in the game, me personally. That's how I feel. As, now, as you should. Now, now, am I going to go on Twitter and tell everybody that? No. Right. But that's how I carry. That's my walk around. As it should be. I mean, like I said, you, you. I mean, y'all have no idea. Dude, everybody was ranked ahead of this dude on his team. Like, they had, like, if his AAU team was playing today, they would be on ESPN at least 10 times a summer. Mm-hmm. Okay? Like, they had everybody. And Baby J was the only one to make it. So, <clears throat> and that's the moral of that little story is was that you know, the, my story was written already by God. So, only thing I had to do was just keep living. And back then, I wasn't even in on it or no jealous of those guys because I always was a football player anyway. So, I had two sports doing. So, but the moral of the story is we don't know who gonna make it. Exactly. So let's just stop jocking the one that we all know is good. Stop jocking the one that Stevie Wonder know is good. Exactly. Start giving everybody to share, uh, share their praise out because we all look as the, the judges. We look stupid and 10 years from now. Like, well, I thought he was going to be good. He just didn't do that yet. So we the ones look stupid. Yeah, and they all say, <laughs> they all say which I've said, they all say, uh, well, I mean, everybody can, can call it. But sometimes, like, when we tell people, like, the three stars, we like, yo, yeah. look at them. Because that's what you used to always tell me. Like, yeah. yo, 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 Marcus, stop. Stop bringing me. I, I need dogs. I need guys who are going to work. Yeah. Who want to get better. Yeah. You know, I don't want guys who think they already made it. Yeah. And I don't knock the dudes for being good right now today. Hey, you, if you're good today and you're really, really good, that's cool. There ain't no, ain't, no, uh, uh, ain't no knock for you being good today. But I'm not, I'm not a coach or a man that's going to look at somebody uh, uh, that's not as good right now and, and get them a, a, a black eye. Uh, you can get better, too. You can catch this dude. It's a marathon. You really can catch people. Exactly. Yeah. I've seen it. We've all seen yeah, it. Yeah, like, you can really catch people. You catch people, you see it all the time. It's like... You can really catch people. And that's that's what people don't be understanding. Right. And it's like... um, I mean, that's... 
we talked about so much today and touched on so many subjects. It, it's just crazy. Uh, I just you ain't got to comment. I just got to say while we're here, free Tony Bland. Yeah. Um. Always. Well, it ain't even like it ain't even like a. a I took heat for that. Like uh, I had one one of our two kids that he recruited at our school. Um, they're they're gone now. Elijah uh, uh, Stewart and Jordan McLaughlin. I had left him a little post on on Twitter. And they and uh, just saying your baby's graduated and people was telling me, oh, you want to be a head coach? Take that down for what? Exactly. I've been knowing him when he had a ducktail and he was ten years old. Right. I would never denounce uh, myself, a you. friend, a childhood friend, to become years. a head, to, come, to become a head coach. Exactly. Like I stand for me. I stand for something. I love Tony Bland. Me, yep, me too. Whatever he did, we all make mistakes. Everybody does. At the end of the day, that's still my bro. That's still my dog. I'm not gonna denounce him to try to become a head coach. I just won't be one. And I'm fine with that too. Real nigga so shit. So he, he he my dog, and I'm ride with him and I, and I love him and I still you. talk to him and, and shout out to him and his family and guess what his son just committed to Princeton in football talk to me yeah Princeton in football Princeton. Guy. yeah Princeton yeah. Tony from Watts so his life wasn't in vain he knew what he doing you got a son committing to Princeton as 11th grader your life on point so shout out to my boy T. Bland and Lil Bland for going to Princeton See, people, you, that's what I'm saying. You can't close the chapter so quick. No. And that's what we're trying to say. Everybody makes mistakes. Yeah. You know, that's why when I saw Coach Book in Vegas, I was so happy to see him. Yeah. You know, yeah, I love him. Can. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's my guy. Like, man, you guys don't know what's going on. People, you, me and Jay, are, we're, we're, we're just buttering the top. We're not even digging deep because we're not no. going to do that. Yeah, because <clears> we ain't trying to judge nobody. Yeah, exactly. Look at the whole little college thing right now. We ain't judging nobody, That's what I'm man. saying. We, we know, but we know what's going on. Right. You feel me? But we're not going to talk about it. But it's like there's no reason to be like, oh, man, this, that. Like, man, you got to, man, you got to, like, he said, Jay, he said earlier, I'm not trying to be eating ramen. You no. know what I'm saying? Uh-uh. And it's like, <clears throat> just like the steroid thing. Barry Bond should never be in the, everybody was juicing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So miss me with all that. Right. But getting back to it. <clears throat> so what do you think about, um, what do you think about when you hear on people, because you told me this one time too, you checked me on this one time too, about people thinking that they can beat NBA players. Please just 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 say because you in the NBA. I mean, I never thought that I could beat any yeah. NBA player, but yeah. I had to explain it to you because you like you said, Marcus. You talk about sorry. What do you mean? I'm yeah. like, I mean sorry as opposed to other NBA players, right, right, right. not like sorry where I can beat them. Right. You know what I'm saying? Well, I, when, when, first of all, to make it in the NBA, you got to be somewhat good. Then to stick in the NBA, you have to have been a really good player. So the whole the more of the story is, I don't think. Uh, uh, if you're not a pro, I don't think you can even speak on a pro. Me personally, like I don't, I don't think you can knock them, or because because if you wasn't if you never walked in them shoes or or was issued those socks by the team trainer, like I can't even really take you serious. Now, if, if a homie give you a pair of socks or this or that, that's different. But like like being a pro, that was that was something God did, and 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 we lose sight of that because we on social media, and uh-huh. I'm on social media just like you, and we just feel we can give our opinion, which is cool. But I'm I would never speak on a pro, and I'm not playing right now, saying, "Oh man, this dude suck." I ain't there. I'm at home comment on his life. He ain't comment on my life. <laughs> so we we whack for that. Just comment on other people's life, and they ain't commenting shit on ours. Uh, right. So, but that, that's the entertainment of Twitter. People could argue that, be like, but that's I get it. I that's the entertainment it. of Twitter. But again, like if you comment on some dude in your neighborhood that that's that he well, got. Well, he, no, no, no. If you go in, in, in your old neighborhood, we can't say there. So some okay, of these dudes so come, right, like Pete Carroll said they come from three car garage. You know what I'm saying? Okay, well if you comment, if I if I comment on somebody child, his child, he from my neighborhood. I'm like, man, he suck. And I see him at the grocery store in my neighborhood. I know I got to deal with a consequence. <laughs> exactly. 
right? So yeah. you be careful to give uh, opinions on other people's kids, because guess what? Somebody love them. Thank you. So like that. That's Thank what. That's you. the lesson we can learn. Be careful. Thank and if stuff ain't happen, I'll be like, damn man, you just gonna say that about this dude, son? I know if you say something about mine, I'm I, I'm gonna want to press you. I ain't gonna social media you, but I'm definitely gonna press you. Cause I got an issue. What's the problem? He somebody love him, and I'm standing for him. So I ain't about to do all that back and forth. I'm gonna get at you myself, grown man. That's what I gotta do. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like I, that's how you gotta do it, and that's right. Me and you, that man, that's how you raise. Like that's you just gotta, me. That's not everybody else. Exactly. I'm not letting nobody get nothing off if I don't even fear you physically. If I don't fear you, first of all, you fear no one. But like that ain't just going down. That you, I just think it's a it's a level of respect that needs to be shown, and and. Hopefully it doesn't get to our world, but growing up, you got to show people respect. Exactly. Unless you're willing to go there. And if you're willing to go there, then you may not be breathing. Exactly. You ain't lying. That's exactly yeah. true. And that's a lot of people don't understand. It's like, yeah. that's why people always see the tweets on Twitter. Like, some people never got punched in the mouth for the things they say, and it shows. You know what people got uh, 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 rules and, and, and morals by, by what they tweet out or by what they Instagram out because... They they got compassion. They they seen both sides, so um, you know we ain't promote no promote no violence, but you know a lot of times we we lose that sight. Exactly. No, you're exactly right. <laughs> yeah. you gotta, well, you gotta if you're gonna say something, you gotta be held accountable. That's yeah. why I always say anything I say about the guys, I say it to their face, and I'm half the time I'm I'm playing around, but it's like yeah. they know they know that I'm not being serious if I say certain things, but I right. I never tell a player sorry. Yeah. You know, you're in the NBA making millions of dollars. Yeah. Even if you sit on the bench and you're making ten million dollars a year, I, I, what? It's a team thing. The coach may not need you that night, but you still getting paid every two weeks. Your checks are still chunky, man. Chunkier than that dude that's comment on Instagram or social media. Thank <laughs> so, you, bro. Because you, once again, he put me in a perspective with so many things. He was telling me he's like he had a player in his team who was making seven million dollars a year. Yeah, seven million dollars a year, and was mad. I mean, obviously you want to play, but he's pouting. Right. And Jay told me he pulled him to the side. Was like, "Yo, fam, you still making seven million dollars yeah. a year? Yeah. Yeah, I know you want to play. I get that, but you got to be a professional. Thank you. Because when you sign that contract, that said contract you signed to be a professional and um that's what it is i think we probably need to get more professionals in 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 the basketball world that that that's judging the whole thing that's what i say but but see you got these guys and they argue well michael jordan's not a good michael jordan's a billionaire right like his attention span is he's got 10 companies Mm-hmm. That he's running, mm-hmm. okay, or what that's being ran under his name, whatever. Right. But it's like he's got a lot to think about. Right. Michael Jordan doesn't have the time to sit in the gym. That's mm-hmm. why he hires people. Yeah. You know, Bill Gates probably doesn't even know anything that's going on in his company, but the, everybody who he hired does. Right. And they give him, you know what I'm saying? So, right. my whole thing is like when you say we need more professionals, when I say we need more basketball people. Yeah, probably that. That's what I'm saying. And just get back to the game, man. The game is pure. It's a beautiful game. We sitting there watching a the high school game right now. The whole, the whole, and, and we, we both glued to it. Exactly. And it's high school. It's high school. You know what I'm saying? Because but you know what? The game is because we love the game of basketball. And I just want to see it do right. Like, my, you know, our time here on earth, we, we you know, nobody never know how long you're going to be here, obviously. But you want to give back to something that's been good to you. And that's our job right now. And everything, all walks of life. Just make it better. So the next people behind you can take it and keep going. Man, exactly. Well, everybody, I just want to let thank y'all for listening, for tuning in. My boy, Baby J, coach of USC. Oh, wait a minute. Before we go, time out, time out, time out. You know, What's I got to talk about What's it. That? They got What's the that? number one recruiting class coming in. Right. You know, they got, they got, they got some killers. They right. got my favorite player, Big O. Right. Who, who was, was, how do I say, egregiously, obscenely left off McDonald's All-American, which is good because it's going to make him hungrier. 
and oh my God, Pac-12, be careful. When we got Isaiah. We got Isaiah. Um, why am I Mobley? Mobley. God, I'm sorry, listen, Isaiah. With Dr. NCAA me. rules, and, and I know the world gonna hear this podcast because M grab about to blow up. But <laughs> with the NCAA rules, I can't speak on none of our recruits. Only thing I, they I say is yet? they signed, but I don't know the rules. This, oh, we get we got yeah, NCAA okay, rules every week. Never mind. Well, hold on. Okay. Hopefully those guys come in and, and take our program to the next level. Which I think they will. Cool. But it's so we got it's, it's a million rules in NCAA. Oh, yeah, that's right. I, I forgot. The only person I can speak on is my own son. Oh, yeah, Baby J. Tell me about Baby J. Uh, good kid. Great kid. My son. Yeah, well, you already know. That Tough. Means, yeah. And then um, I'm rooting for him. And, and, Where'd he go? He go to Dorsey High School, inner city school. You see that? Jay, Jay Hart could have sent He could have sent him to, to, to Calabasas or wherever you live at. Yeah. Uh, 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 what? Granada. Not Granada Hills. <laughs> so I was trying to think. I was about to say Gardena. Okay. <clears throat> Sent him right to Dorsey. Yeah, and that's and, and for me, he's going to Dorsey because he wanted to to see something different. And I get a lot of heat for it. People are like, why are you send him there? Because I want my son to see some reality before he get there in college and he loses his damn mind. Exactly. So him seeing being in an African American environment, the same one I grew up in, he learning more. He learning he learning what he shouldn't do. Exactly. And that's what life about. I can't shell him. Exactly. Me shelling him is, is not being a good parent. So he see everything that I, the same stuff I probably seen, probably more now because these kids doing oh, a whole much more. My God, but it's helping him, and he love where he is, and I'm happy he is. He got a 4.0. So at the end of the day, I made it already for my son. Yeah, because you so guys, because he's staying, he's staying a gated community with the uh, pool man, knock it and, off. <laughs> and everything. Baby, <laughs> J, baby J ain't seeing the jungles like that. Yeah, but 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 he uh his journey through basketball it ain't gonna ain't, no pressure for me. Good game, bad game, good game, bad game. Somebody already made it for you, so just go out and have fun. I, I ain't living vicariously through my son. Thank you. Okay, I'm not comment on that a little bit more. And no. We're gonna be out of here. Like what you, you, mean? you saying living vicariously through your son, like right. like you a coach, right? You be sitting in the gyms and you see parent like when you see parents acting a fool, right? I mean. I, it's probably different for you, but like when you see it, just as a coach, just get right. your coach hat on. Let's take off right. the real, the real Jason Hart, baby J six. We'll take that off. Right. We're getting the coach and Jason Hart. When you see the parents acting a fool, what do you what do you say about that? I just see compassion. I see compassion with parents. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I see compassion with parents. I mean, I love my son too. So if they're in the game, I'm cheering too. And something when they lose it, that's just something that we got to work on as parents. And again. We, we all want to see our own seeds do well. I have no knock. I'm in that same dog race now. But it's also knowing that let them have their own life struggle and, and journey because my mama, she, she never came to one practice with my dad. They never talked to my high school coach. I think my dad maybe talked to Bayheim maybe twice in four years. Wow. So it's just like back then my mom and dad they had shit going on. I had to work and had to take care of us. So like. Them going to talk to a coach is like, please. <laughs> I ain't got no time to do that. You figure that part out. My job is to put some food on this table. Exactly. So I, I'm not mad. I'm not mad at parents cheering for their kids. Do your thing. But just know that in 20 years now, when they stop hooping, we shouldn't sacrifice the relationship now, Thank you. today, for 20 years later, where we, they're not going to be playing basketball. Exactly. That's my only thing. So love to all. Love to all. Exactly. Yeah. Well, hey, everybody, just want to let you know, we'll I'll be back next week. Probably somebody else knew, but I just want to say thank you, Jason Hart, for coming coming down to the hood. We got to get us a studio, man. We got to get us some earphones. We gotta get oh, some that's studio. coming. That's it's coming. Coming. That's coming. We yeah, just because everybody we, know your big head. We, ass. We, <laughs> for real. We gotta get, you know, we talk that shit too. Yeah. So we got to get you a studio. We we, a studio. we thugging it out right now. But everybody, thank you for tuning in. Uh, R.I.P. Nipsey Hustle. 
Um, a legend. A legend. A real rolling legend. A real rolling legend. That's what they need to go by his moniker. He's a real rolling legend. Nipsey Hustle. A real rolling legend. Nipsey Hustle. And we out, everybody. See y'all next week.